0: Welcome once again for our Zealous Online experience. I am so glad to do this. Uh, my name is Ninat Salve, I'm the lead pastor for Zealous. And uh, welcome to the new norm of uh, hosting these gatherings online. It's been such a great adventure for us over the past few weeks. I don't know how it's been for you uh, doing church online, but this is this is new for most of us, but this is, this is something fresh indeed. You know, we have been on this journey where we have been talking about crisis and caves. Last week, we started this talk series on uh, crises and caves, and today is part two of that. Talking about crisis, we are still under lockdown. I don't know what your new routines, your new schedules are looking like, but I'm sure by now you have gotten used To the new norm and the new schedules. You know, for us, uh, for that matter, you know, Juhi, Elia, and me, we have been, you know, spending this time in the house and trying to come up with new creative ways to keep Elia engaged and entertained. And man, I can't tell you how exhausting it is. Not for me, for Julie. most of the times, you know, because she's the one who's coming up with these new ways, new ideas of keeping Elia up on her toes and making sure that she doesn't get bored. And we have like a full day packed up with different ideas, different activities and things like that. I don't know what your day looks like. I want to tell you, when, oh, last week was, was, I think, one of the most craziest things I ever saw, Elia playing with my shaving foam. I mean, talk about boredom, talk about creativity. I don't know. You guys decide for that. But when crisis hits us, we all get. Thinking right, and that's what uh, the essence of 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 this series called Crisis and Caves is to help us navigate through difficult times and difficult moments. Last week we saw uh, through the life of Elijah how he navigated through a crisis moment and and the caves that the, the 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 place of refuge and the place of safety. What it looked like for him today. I've got we're going to be looking at one more interesting character from the Bible. But before we dive into that. Why don't you take a quick few seconds to just give a quick shout out to the entire media team who's been putting this online experience together. I've got Whippin behind the camera right now who's 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 recording this, and uh, I don't know if he's gonna say anything. Are you gonna say something, Whippin? Okay, he's just nodding at me. He, he just doesn't wanna be heard right now. But come on, can we just show some love and some appreciation? You've got the chat window up right now. Just give in, show, throw in your love, throw in your comments, and just, if you see the hearts, just kick the hearts for whipping, right? Come on, this is, this is all new for us, so let's just make the most out of it. Let's make this fun. We, we, we can't imagine how your week has been, but I believe God in such a time as this is still at work. God is still at work in our lives. God is still at work through our lives. And today, we're going to be looking at just two verses. We're going to start with just these two verses that give you and me just a brief idea about this character that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be looking at the life of David and his times of crisis and, and the caves that he visited. Well, David literally visited a few caves. It's there in the Bible. So let's jump in to First Samuel 22 and the first two verses. We're going to read it from the message version. So David got away and escaped to the cave of Adulam. When his brothers and others associated with his family heard where he was, they came down and joined him. Not only that, but all who were there on their luck came around. Losers, vagrants, and misfits of all sorts. David became their leader. There were about 400 in all. You know, if you have been reading this uh, from your own Bibles, I hope you've got your Bibles. I hope you plan to take some notes because I believe this talk is really going to encourage you not just for this few minutes, but I hope this, you can get encouraged and put this into application through this entire week. So if you've got your Bibles and if you've got different versions that you would be reading uh, your, personal, this text, your personal text from, some of you would have read this word, they were distressed. They were debtors. And and a message version they put puts it across they're losers they're, they're vagrants and misfits of all sorts these are the kind of people David became the leader when he was caught up in his cave moment now just to give you a kip, quick background as to how David got here David was one of the most elite most most handsome most of the uh, most uh, one of the most brave. Persons that was there in the king's palace. It was this is King Saul, who really had affection affection for uh, David because of his of his uh, uh, accomplishment of slaying the giant Goliath. And ever since then, uh, David was spending time. In the king's palace, serving, and he also uh, got appointed um, to take some of the armies at war against the, the Philistines during that time. All of this is there in the text uh, in the book of First Samuel. But what there was a there was a change that happened where Saul wanted to kill David. Now, there are, there are different reasons for that. We won't get into that now. But long story short, David is on the run for his life because King Saul wants to put an end. David he wants to kill him and now this chase has been going on for a long time for about two plus years David has been on the run he's out he's moved out from the palace Uh, Saul has tried every possible way to kill him and and he's not been successful in doing that it's, it's crazy. Now, and then we come to this text where David is on the run and has reached this cave of Arulam, And then we, we see what happens, you know. He's caught up with these men, these, these bunch of people who have no direction, no sense of purpose. They come up to David and say, hey man, can you lead us? Now, it's crazy. David's responses in this time of his cave moments it's it's incredible it's 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 so much to learn from when i was studying this text god started speaking to me in in such a beautiful manner and i want to just share that experience with you you know one of the things that you would notice is the response of david is not the same way as to what we studied last week from the life of Elijah. Elijah was, was, was sulking. He wanted to, he wanted to die. He, he thought that, you know, it's better for him to die, you know, because of the threat that he had received. But David has got a different mindset over here. When David gets to the cave, there's a realignment of his heart and a realignment of his mind towards God. He's, he's way more focused and he's way more, way more attentive to everything that God is speaking to him. Now, you'll say, how do, you, how do you know that? The reason I know that is because the Bible says some of the best Psalms of David were written during these times. I'm telling you, we, we'll get into that. But some of the best Psalms of David were written in his cave moments. And I want to drop this first thought with you. I don't know if you have experiencing this so far during these times of curfews and lockdowns. Some of your best moments of your life are being shaped during this time. Whether you see it or you don't see it, whether you experience it or you don't experience, I believe some of your best moments are being shaped during these difficult moments. For some of you, you have explored the new joy of spending time with your family. I hope you have. For some of you, it's a new skill that you're picking up. For some of you, it's a new online lessons that you're taking and you're finding different ways to keep yourself engaged. Now, I'm not talking just to the, to the bunch who's just sitting on Netflix throughout the day. I don't know what's new about that. It's definitely not new. But I hope that most of us are picking up new ways, new skills, new ideas, and tapping into the potential that is there inside of you. Some of your best moments are found in times of crisis. Winston Churchill once said, never waste a good crisis. Never waste a good crisis. For David, his time of crisis his time of being in this cave he was not by himself like i said there were 400 other people who 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 were with him who were, who he was who he was leading now and, and and i got thinking about this text right when you yourself are on the run for your life when you are escaping the challenges when you are escaping the problems and the tough moments of your life the last thing you want is to carry a bunch of dead weight you see, the description of these 400 people is not the enthusiastic, it's not the ones who are cheering for David. They themselves are caught up in much stress. They themselves are, are, are debtors. They themselves are, are, are weary and tired. And, and such kind of people are the ones who walk up to him. And David becomes the leader. But it's amazing if you study this entire text... You, you get to see the heart of David. You get to see and understand the leadership. You get to see and, and learn more about the skills that this man, David, had. Because David was a man of great insight and a man of great foresight. You know, he was, he was so obedient to everything that God had been speaking to him. The Bible says that David was called a man after God's own heart. Now, that just did not happen overnight. So these moments, these, these situations led up to that statement being true about David. And, and, and the reason I, I, I love this part where he was caught up in this cave is because a few years down the line, we see these same people David was raising or who was David was leading, we see a total different output or an outcome. Now, we'll get into that a bit later, but one of the highlights that you see during these moments of David is his incredible dependability and his incredible faith in God. And again, the reason I say that, coming back to what I said, David wrote some of the best Psalms in his cave moments. See, because every crisis comes with new opportunities. Every crisis comes with new opportunities. This pandemic, not just you, not just me, the entire globe is suffering, the entire globe is affected because of this pandemic. But as Christ followers, I want you to hear this, every crisis comes with new opportunities. So don't waste your crisis and don't miss out on your opportunities. The first thing David did, the first thing rather David did not do is he did not waste his time regretting his cave moment. Do not waste your time regretting a crisis. Do not waste your time just thinking about all the possible things that are going wrong. Now, David... His heart, his mind was so focused on what God was teaching him, what God was doing in his life and through his life. And, and I want us to jump to this, to this psalm that David penned when he was caught up in the cave. He's, he's on the run for his life. Now, a threat of, of, of a virus that gets get hold of you versus a threat of your life being put to an end. It's pretty much similar, right? So David is on the run because Saul wants to kill him. In that very moment, how do we respond? Let's turn to Psalm 57, and we'll, just, we'll, we'll read about these three verses that David pens down when he's caught up in this cave. And this is what David says. Please, God, show me mercy. This is the Passion Translation. Open your grace fountain for me. For you are my soul's true shelter. I hide beneath the shadow of your embrace, under the wings of your cherubim, until this terrible trouble is past. Wait a minute. We thought the text says David was hiding in the cave. But in this, if you read this again, And that's where God opened up my eyes to see this text from a different perspective. But let's read verse 2. It says, I will cry out to you, the God of the highest heaven, the mighty God who performs all these wonders for me. From heaven, he will send a father's help to save me. He will trample down those who trample me. Pause in his presence. He will always show me love by his gracious and constant care. And the, worst, the first verse got me thinking, we, we see the text talks about David being found in a cave of Arulam, that's his, that's his physical place of refuge, but I think that his actual place of refuge was not just in the cave, it was in God's presence. You see, he bends it down so well. I will hide beneath the shadow of your embrace, under the wings of your cherubim, until this terrible trouble is past. Now, if you, if you're somebody who loves studying the text and loves studying the the the, the Old Testament and and how God's temple and God's tabernacle was placed, if you know this place of the holy of holies, you know there were these. The, the ark was was this place where the cherubims were there, and and the and the Bible says it's in that place where God's presence was found. And David in this text is referring to that point where he says, I will hide beneath the shadow of your embrace under the wings of your cherubim until this terrible trouble is past." You see, zealous, his place of refuge was in God's presence. Let's turn to another psalm that david wrote during these moments and we're going to be reading a few verses i hope you guys have got your bibles out and you're really diving into this because i hope you can meditate on this even through this week let's turn to chapter uh psalm 34 verses 1 to 6 and we're reading again from the passion translation and this is david's uh, david's expression where he says lord I'm bursting with joy over what you have done for me. My lips are full of perpetual praise. When I start reading this, I really don't get this guy. People are about to kill him. And David is saying, I'm bursting with joy. Not only that, in verse 2 he's saying, I'm boasting of you and all your works. So let all who are discouraged take heart. Join me, everyone. Let's praise the Lord together. Let's make Him famous. Let's make His name glorious to all. Listen to my testimony. I cried out to God in my distress, and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Gaze upon Him. Join your life with His, and joy will come. Your faces will glisten with glory. You will never wear that shame face again. When I had nothing... Desperate and defeated, I cried out to the Lord and he heard me, bringing his miracle deliverance when I needed it most. Such a beautiful expression, even in difficult moments. You know, see, David was was a man who knew the power of praise and he knew the power of worship. He was not just a performer for the king. He was a true worshiper of the living God. Do we really allow ourselves to experience the power of praise and worship during our crisis moments? You know, the songs that we sing when we, when we meet as a community, the times of worship that we have are not just these beautiful melodies and beautiful tones that are put together, but, but everything that we declare, everything that we, that we sing, that is powerful, that is groundbreaking declarations over your situations and our problems and our fears that we face. See, David did not wait to get out of the cave. David did not wait for his challenges and his problems to get over and then start praising. But while he was still in the cave, he offered his praise and he offered his worship and the expression of his heart. He just let it out before God. Don't wait for your crisis to get over. Don't wait for your challenging times and your challenging moments to completely get out of your life until you start thanking God and until you start worshiping him. But grab hold of every opportunity to praise God. Grab hold of every opportunity to express and let your heart be known to Jesus. Grab hold of every opportunity to thank Him and praise Him for who He is and what He is still doing in your life. Now, you would say, Nanan, the situations are not the best. Well, go back to the Bible and read the text again. The situations were not the best even for David. But while he was still caught up in that, David did not miss out on an opportunity to praise God. Can we just take these next few seconds and just give thanks to God? Wherever you are, you're in your home, wherever you're seeing this from, don't waste an opportunity to thank God. So come on, for the next few seconds, whatever, if you have to be vocal, let's be vocal. If you want to just meditate on some of the scriptures that we just read, do that. But don't miss out on an opportunity to praise God. Don't miss out on an opportunity to praise God. You know why? The Bible says this. God inhabits the praises of His people. And God manifests His living presence in a praise-saturated place. I want to tell you, if you have not, if you have not taken our time to do this, I want to remind you, for some of you, or if you're hearing this for the first time, your praise and your worship expressions makes room for the presence of God to show up in your situations. Does anybody need God to show up in your situations? Show of hands if that's you. Show of hands if you really need God to show up in your relationship. Show of hands if you need God to show up in your families. Show of hands if you need God to really show up in your workplace, at your businesses, at at whatever that you're thinking about, whatever has been bothering you, whatever has been on your mind. If you need God to show up, one of the best ways you can do that is through your worship, is, is through your praise, is through your expression that you can give before God. Because He loves To show up when His people express their heart through praise and through worship. See, praise and worship is not just good music therapy. We are not talking about music therapy right now. It's life-changing and it's transformational. And it allows the truth of God to step into every situation that you and me are caught up in. So I want to say this again. This week... Grab hold of every single opportunity, even in the midst of crisis, to thank God and to praise Him for His faithfulness over your life. If you're breathing, you have an opportunity to thank God. If you have a shelter over your, ha- over, over your life, you have an opportunity to thank God. If you've got a meal for all three days or all the week, sorted for this week, you can praise and thank God. Don't wait for your crisis to get over, to offer your praise and offer your worship to Jesus. So I hope this week you can turn on some worship jam and don't hesitate to plug off from the news. Don't hesitate to turn off the updates and the notifications that have been bothering you this week. Focus and get your heart to express and thank God for who He is and what He's doing. See, because everyone around is looking for good sound leadership everybody around you is looking for good sound leadership because in times of crisis right we just don't want to impress and we just don't want to motivate people we need to learn to lead through the crisis not motivate not impress but we need to learn to lead through the times of crisis and leading starts with us Leading starts with you. Leading starts with me. You and me need to lead ourselves. David led himself first into a time of worship and thanksgiving. Before he encouraged others, I love what the psalm says, I will praise, I will boast about you. I will do it first. Leading is not just a position. It's a posture. Leadership is not just a position. It's a posture. David first led himself. David first encouraged himself in the Lord before he was encouraging others. This week, I want you to fix your eyes on Jesus. Meditate on the scriptures. Meditate on the promises that are mentioned in the Bible. Let the still small voice of God lead you with clarity through these tough times. Lead yourself through this week. Lead yourself through this crisis. David did that in such a fantastic way. See, because when we choose not to waste a crisis, when we choose to lead ourselves and allow God to lead us through these tough moments, the frustration moments will turn into fruitful experiences. The frustration moments will turn into the most fruitful experiences. I told you we'll come back to the story of of the 400 men. You know, David and his 400 men who went into the cave, scared, distressed, discouraged, had a total turnaround as they did their life together. Not just any kind of turnaround, a massive one. So much so that their names, their, their accomplishments, and, and what they did is mentioned in the scriptures. If you go to First Chronicles, chapter eleven, verses fifteen to eighteen, I'm just going to pull this up. I've kind of forgot to put it on my notes, so just give me a minute. First Chronicles. Where's that? In the New Old Testament. Chapter 11. Are you guys there? 15 to 18. I'm just going to... This entire chapter, by the way, talks about his men and all the things that he did. But these three particular verses talk about his, his men during that time when they were caught up in the cave of Arulam and how they were equipping themselves. Three of, of the... Three of the 30 chief men went down to the rock to David into the cave of Adullam, while the army of the Philistines was camped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold while the garrison of the Philistines was in Bethlehem. David had a craving and said, Oh, that someone would give me a drink of water from the well of Bethlehem, which is next to the gate. Then the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem, which was next to the gate, and brought it to David. But David would not drink it, he poured it out to the Lord as an offering. Now, these three people are, are, are a part of those 400, 400 people who were there. But I don't think it's just by accident that a bunch of distressed and discouraged people turn into warriors. It just doesn't happen like that. I told you sometime back about David's gift of leadership and his skill for inside and foresight. David raised some incredible people. These 400 people were, were raised under the leadership of David. His skills and his willingness to obey God is is, is why we see a drastic turnaround of the same bunch of people who are distressed and discouraged to turn into these brave soldiers. You know, David raised up some of the most skillful, some of the most fearless, and some of the most dedicated soldiers during that time. Don't give up in your moments of distress and discouragement. Now, today, if you are surrounded by discouragement, if you're surrounded by anxiety, failure, stress, I don't know what it is that is bothering you or you're surrounded with, don't just keep looking around and seeing those things. I want to encourage you, look above. That's what David did. One of the other Psalms, and I'll just quote one verse Psalm 94. Some people say that that was also written during these tough moments. And verse 19 says, In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. Your comforts delight my soul. The same God who worked in David and in the lives of these 400 people is the one who will come through for you during this tough season as well. You know, things may be looking very frustrating for you. Situations would ideally not be the way you thought they would be. Maybe your backs are up against the wall. But I want to tell you, don't waste a good crisis and the opportunities that it brings. Your failures, your lowest moments, all your mess-ups can be used by God to thrust you into His plan and to push you into His purpose for you. You know, we began this year with this incredible promise from the book of Psalms that says the righteous will flourish like the palm tree. You know, that, that, that promise looks so difficult in these moments, but it's, it's in these very moments, in these tough situations and in tough times, we hold on to the promises of God all the more because we will see and experience the flourishing happen in Jesus' name. You see, the story of David and these 400 men does not end in the cave. It goes on. I want to tell you, your story and my story will not end during these tough times. It will go on. Everything that happened with David was to prepare him for the throne and, and, and the assignment that God had put over him. For 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 David was to rule as a king. And everything that was happening during, during these times was to help him, equip him and prepare him for that time. He had to learn to navigate through crisis, he had to learn to navigate through these tough times without losing his relationship with God. See, all the tough times and all the situations that we are facing are are preparing us to be the people, to be the community that God wants us to be, and 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 to establish everything that God wants to establish through your life. See, as a Christ follower. Your crisis and cave moments are the opportunities to showcase the magnificence of God to humanity. Your crises and cave moments are the opportunities to showcase the magnificence of God to humanity. And I just want to wrap this up by one of, these, one of the quotes from this great speaker. is called Charles Spurgeon. And he put it this way. Many men owe oh, the grandeur of their lives to their tremendous difficulties. Perhaps it would be a good idea right now to thank God in advance for the grandeur that He is forging through your cave times. You know, when you, when you journey ahead in your life and when you start penning down your highlights, the highlights of our lives won't just be the success the accolades or the milestones, but the tough, challenging, impossible moments where we were set up for failures and maybe even death. But it's in those moments where we experience the peace and the breakthrough through Jesus. You know, it's those those times where our soul and our body had almost given up, but God showed up and there was a turnaround in your life and in your situations. You know, today if you have been listening to this and if you have been wondering, you're going through these moments of anxiety, you're going through these moments of stress, you're going through these moments of panic, I want to remind you again that find your refuge in the person of Jesus Christ. He's the one who will lead you. He's the one who will guide you and he is the one who will make a way for you through the time of crisis. It's not something that you and me can avoid, but God will lead us and guide us through the time of crisis. And maybe for some of you, you have heard about this, but you have never made the decision to allow Jesus Christ to come into your life and come into your heart. Can I encourage you, if you just allow Jesus to step into your life, He can turn your life around. If you have been saying, Ninad, I want Jesus to be a part of my life, I want to lead you through this time of prayer right now it's a very simple prayer and and we and we believe that as you pray along with us you will begin to see a change in your life you will begin to see the peace the joy that matters that god wants to release in your life through jesus so if if that's you can i can i encourage you to pray with us if you've decided to give your life to jesus right now why don't you join me in this prayer father In the name of Jesus, I choose to give you my life. I choose to put my trust in you, my past, my present, and my future. I hand it over to you because I believe you have plans for a better future of peace that is filled with your purpose and that is filled with your plans and your peace. Today, I choose to give you my life and make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer along with us, we would love to know more about you. We would love to help you. We would love to journey with you. If, you, if you'd like to know more about what it means to get into a relationship with Christ and, and follow him according to the teachings of his word, Help us uh, by connecting with you. You can also click on the next steps button. Uh, You can can tell us a bit more about yourself and we would love to journey along with with you. It's been a great time connecting with you this time. God bless you. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at zealouspune or visit us online at zealous.community.